Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today we're going to, we have another OCP artist. Uh, we're going to talk about his music, his style, and his life and career. Again, his name is Pedro Robocalia, and uh, he's on the line. We're going to start with a track, and we'll have him on the line shortly. So this one's called Dio Gracias, and uh, once that song is complete, we'll get started with the interview. Oh God. 
Well, Pedro, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here, Tim. Great. I guess to begin with, uh, tell us about yourself. Our audience loves stories about composers and authors, so kind of tell us how you got started. Well, uh, been I've been playing music and singing for a long, long time. I think it, it started as a, a when I was in uh, eighth grade, in in back I used to go to a little country school. It was K through eight school, and couldn't have been mm-hmm. more than 125 students total. It was two classes per grade, uh, two grades per classroom. Excuse me. And uh, the teachers uh, for one of the spring programs, and then uh, asked me if I would sing a, uh, a solo. You know, it's the first time I had ever sung a solo, and so they they practiced with me. I learned it and. And then they asked me to sing a second solo. And then when I graduated and went to high school, uh, I started entering into uh, the choirs and courses at the school in a performance group called the Madrigals, which is kind of like a glee kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but I, at the same time, I was I was very involved in our parish, uh, singing and playing music with. Uh, my cousins were in charge at the time of of, of uh, the music ministry, and the the interesting thing was that kind of unique thing, and 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 I'm very grateful for is that in our own house, in our own home, because we lived out in the country, and uh, our home became a mission of the parish for all of the the campesinos, all of the farm laborers who couldn't during certain seasons uh, because they worked seven days a week couldn't make it to church in town on Sunday. Wow. And so we had in our living room, uh, we were the the parish mission church, and we had a liturgy during the week uh, right in our living room, uh, anywhere from 70 to 200 people would show up, you know, depending on what was going on. And uh, that's where I kind of got my my beginnings in in music ministry later, uh, learned how to play uh, music and started developing music for the liturgy there in our home, and which transferred into uh, the parish... uh, in town, um, and at the same time, I began playing uh, in, in bands in, in, in town and uh, Latin dance bands and things like that, but all the while uh, being involved in, in parish uh, musical liturgy. Uh, my cousin formed a mariachi. I learned how to play in that. and So it's, it's uh, all these things kind of converged all between the time I was 14 and 16 for the most part. Wow. So what is it like, actually, you have a rare experience of dealing with a uh, a grassroots community in your home that you're ministering to, so you, like, not have a captive audience, but, uh, you know, it's like you don't have, like, uh, a community you walked into. This is a community you guys created. What is it like to create a community like that and to minister to them? You know, I I, I guess there's two points I'd like to make. One is that, you know, I I feel very grateful to have had that because it was formative and and transformative. I mean, because the pastor would come and we had different pastors, you know, from year to two or three years, there'd be a change, but very uh, willing to, uh, it was an intimate setting, obviously, uh, very familial, and we always had the support of, of the pastor particularly myself, to find, uh, would work with me on a personal level to say, and bring songs, you know, uh, learn these songs, or, or here's how you do it, you know. And, you know, to 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 be able to give me the freedom on, on a certain level to try new things 
and to critique them on the spot, say, well, maybe that's not so good lyrically, or maybe that's not so good, maybe that doesn't work, you know. And to get an appreciation for um, being involved on uh, informal learning, and from an early uh, time begin to read documents, you know, uh, I guess I became a kind of a document geek in, in some sense, uh, and, and mm-hmm. to, to try to understand how best to serve and so I had the the luxury of doing it on my own, and to be able to ask questions, and and uh, inquire about myself and others how best to do this. You know, so that was that was the, I think, in a nutshell, the the, the whole experience of of coming into contact with, uh, quote unquote, the official church in an unofficial way, I guess. The other part was that the support of the community itself, who, you know, a lot of them were family members, but a lot of them were people that we grew up with out in the country that um, you had connections with because of the country school and, and people that you go to. You heard someone die and you go to the to the wake or the funeral. You heard someone had a party, they invited you and you were all there and there was always music, music around that. So it was a development of the community on uh, – uh, the on an intimate level where friendships were uh, deepened and, and, and developed and that fell hand in hand with the community of of the church that was forming as a body of Christ that uh, was nurtured and 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 fed by body and blood of Christ at mass. Mm-hmm. The song, title song we just played a few minutes ago, uh, Deo Gracias, kind of tells the story of that particular song and how you uh, come, came up with that song. And How did it come to you? Did it come to you all at one time? Or or kind of tell us what the origins of this particular song itself. Well, Deo Gracias, uh, from Latin uh, meaning uh, thanks be to God. I, I don't know if, if you're familiar with uh, with the text for the Latin Mass, but in, in when we leave... The, one of the very last things the priest says is, uh, after the Mass is done, he says, Ite Misa Es, which uh, translated means, Go, you are sent. Um, in the English, we have different ways of officially saying it in, in, in the in the Roman Missal text, but the the Latin remains the same. Uh, and the response is, Deo gracias, you know, thanks be to God. When mm-hmm. I was, uh, and that has always kind of intrigued me, you know, why... Uh, the the translation isn't more direct, you know. Ite misa es, you know. Instead of you know, uh, the mass is ended, go in peace or something like that. It doesn't quite capture that, you know. Uh, go, you are sent. That mission, missioning. So I was always intrigued by that. Uh, I was in a, working in a parish in Escondido, California, uh, St. Mary's, and um, one of my tasks as a director of uh, music of liturgy and spirituality at the parish was to kind of uh, be able to bring the English-speaking community and Spanish-speaking community to worship together. And um, in this particular instance, uh, they had had a history of doing that. Uh, the pastor wanted to kind of deepen deepen that experience a little more, and you know, go to the next steps, whatever that might be. And so. Um, the very first liturgy that I got to work with at that parish was our plan, help plan, is the the Thanksgiving liturgy. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, how do you bring people together who don't have a common repertoire, for instance, who don't have um, uh, the the choirs don't normally get together, you know, Spanish-speaking choirs, English-speaking choirs, and so how does that work? And so I created this song. Um, the 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 verses are are taken from Psalm 145, uh, and the notion of this of the text is is very uh, much filled with with giving thanks to God for all these wonders God has done, and uh, this idea of of Deo gratias coming out from that experience of of the text from you know missioning going out to do this thing. I think it was for me at the time it was connected with uh, expressing thanksgiving. Not only that that we have this gift of being able to celebrate and offer thanks to God during the Eucharistic liturgy, but at the same time to be able to say thanks be to God that we have been nurtured and now we can go out and tell the world that we have experienced Christ in this special way. And so uh, the uh, this little ditty came up, you know, Deo gracias, alleluia. Um, anytime you stick alleluia in there, it just makes it all the more joy, joyful, for me, to me anyways. And, and that's a, a yeah. Hebrew word, you know, in, in origins, or Aramaic, Aramaic, but Hebrew. And so I say, well, we'll stick the Latin in there, we'll stick the the uh, the Hebrew in there, and everybody, it's easy enough to sing, people will sing it, and I'll create verses in, in Spanish and English. And what we ended up doing was actually uh, just to kind of cut down on the amount of of songs that we needed to learn for that particular liturgy. We sang it as an entrance song, we sang it the 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 uh, refrain as a response to the responsorial psalm, and we chanted other verses to that in English and Spanish. We used it uh, as one of the communion songs, and then we used it again to uh, as as uh, after the final blessing to go out with. And so it just kind of made things a little simple, a little anecdotal thing. Uh, I remember the on Sunday wow. following, uh, uh, one of the parents of, of a little child came to me and said, you know. Uh, uh, that, that song was, I thought, was pretty good, but my, it, it stuck so much to my family that my kids were singing it all week, and I think I got tired of it. He said, <laughs> and they would just sing "Gracias, Hallelujah." So that's kind of a story in a nutshell. Wow. So tell us, you know, uh, when it comes to bilingual music today, and you're trying to integrate that with uh, uh, with the English mass or bilingual mass, if you have a, like the top five or ten songs to do, what comes to mind to you uh, outside of, you know, Via Pan de Vida, Pescordor, I forgot what it was, Allah, you the Seashore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other titles that comes to mind uh, that you recommend, hey, these should be part of your uh, repertoire for your particular parish? Well, rather than give you Titles. I, th- I think, if I may, I- I'm going to just kind of give you a, a-, a little uh, uh, what I consider basic elements to um, music for worship in an in a, in a integrated community like that, when you have different languages. And I- one of them being, mm-hmm. uh, you'll recognize that I, I, you know, the while the Del Gracias song, for instance, has Spanish and English verses, the refrain is not in Spanish or English. And so one of the things that I have learned over the years in trying to experiment with is to create uh, something that everybody can sing simply regardless of what the language is. And whether that whether that refrain is in Spanish or the, whether the refrain is in English, 
uh, or whether the refrain is in Latin or another language, you know, that we're able to allow people to participate and not allow them to wait too long before they sing again. So if you have a a, uh, a cantor or cantors who can sing uh, the verses in different in the different languages, make sure it's a, it's a short, sweet verse before they come back and sing again. And okay. allow the, the people to uh, optimal time to participate. Uh, so maybe maybe uh, Del Gracias would be on that list. Um, another song that, that was from that same collection, that because at the parish that we were at, at the time, St. Mary's, uh, the pastor was very, very big on celebrating all the Marian feasts. And, and the liturgical calendar, if you're aware of it or not, I, I don't know, but there's many, many Marian feasts. And so anytime there was a Marian feast on the calendar, we would celebrate it and invite the whole community to celebrate. We'd have processions. We'd have all these things. And so I created a very similar song, almost uh, uh, litanical in, in, in nature. It's called Magnificat, which means uh, it, it, it's the first word from uh, uh, in Latin for my soul magnifies the Lord from Mary's song taken from the Gospel of Luke. And so... Um, the words are magnificat anima me magnificat anima mea dominum. So my soul magnifies the Lord, and the people would sing that. And then I w- I broke up that actual text from uh, from the magnificat from Mary's canticle, in just the short little pithy phrases again. And everybody would always come. It'd be a call and response kind of thing where I would sing the verses or canticle would sing the verses very very short, and the refrain would actually be longer than the verses. It's almost like a litany of sorts. And it allows people mm-hmm. to come right back to singing it, and accompanies processions really well. So that might be another song, you know, Magnificat. Uh, the other thing is to, um, I think, uh, you know, some of these songs that you mentioned, uh, for instance, Pan de Vida, it's, it's, it includes this, uh, by Bob Hurd, includes this code switching where you, you sing part of it in English, you sing part of it in Spanish. And um, it, it becomes kind of, a, 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 in the end, once you learn it, I think it works well. But initially, when people come in cold, if it's not part of your repertoire, it's it's difficult to to learn. And so uh, there are songs like, you mentioned Pescador de Hombres, Lord, you have come to the seashore. And, and to allow mm-hmm. people to sing it in their own native tongue, you know, for instance, in Spanish, in the Spanish Mass, in English, in the English Mass, and then when you come together, you have, well, everybody knows the same song, okay, how do we make it so that everybody participates? Another song that's very similar that I would recommend like that is uh, Resucito, um, by Kiko Arguello, who's all, that's also in Floricanto, a very well-known song. Resucitó, 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 aleluya, 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 aleluya. Two words, but mm-hmm. and the refrain is in the English version is also just in, in Spanish, but you can sing. Everybody can sing just two words. It's not that that big a deal. So uh, I don't right. know if that makes sense. That's where I start. It does. Uh, and and uh, the other thing is too is is I, I tend to look at at songs that uh, will create uh, opportunities to participate easily while you wait to create a common repertoire. So one of the things I, I okay. absolutely like to use, and, and you know, I hope this is not an issue, but with at least not with my my my. Uh, colleagues here at, at OCP, but it's it's a song that's written by uh, a friend of mine who is a an African American priest originally from San Diego, uh, Father Ray East, who works in the Archdiocese of Washington D.C. 
But mm-hmm. what it includes, incorporates, and, and, and I've used it over the years, it's, it's used for, the, it's a response to the prayers of the faithful. Oh, Lord, hear our prayer. And you can do it in Spanish, too. Oh, Dios, oye nos. And what you do after that is everybody just hums on the last note that they ended up. And you can do it in harmonies, and then uh, whoever is leading the prayer will say, for the church, por la iglesia, and just chant that little response, and, and everybody's humming underneath. And so you, the people, in fact, become then wow. the, the uh, accompaniment themselves. And you have all these people, you know, a church full of people humming. And it's just incredible. And there's harmonies that, that are there, that the choir supports them. But you have this, the essence of the prayer is this, uh, it ritually is that it becomes the general intercessions. And everybody lifts their voice, their whole being in prayer. Very, very effective. I, I think he was genius. In yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. We have a question here regarding uh, the Exalted that you wrote, uh, the Easter Proclamation. Can yes, you talk yes. about that? How did you come up with that? Well, uh, uh, this was at another parish that I was at um, that we actually had about 75% Filipino uh, community. And um, we had a, we had begun a Spanish master. Obviously, the, the main language was English there. And we had at the parish a... Uh, uh, a very wonderful celebration uh, and, and you know custom of celebrating the Triduum really nicely, and there was some very talented cantors and musicians. And so, uh, the whole idea of being able to involve various cantors in the singing of the proclamation and the deacon who who loved to sing but wasn't particularly thrilled with the uh, with the <laughs> the the Gregorian chant melody in in uh, that came from the Roman Missal, but you know hmm. he he was willing to work on things. So what I did was I created I took the front and back end of of uh, the melody from the Roman Missal, and then just created uh, little chant phrases uh, throughout for the rest of the text, and then I created. Uh, uh, a part for the people to sing as an acclamation, and in this instance mm-hmm. is uh, this is the night, you know, and in Spanish esta es la noche, and I'm trying to remember what the, what the Filipino uh, phrase was. I, I can't remember what it was, but it originally was three in three languages, um, and so that's how we used to do it at the, at the parish. But that people would sing in, in, in all three languages. Right? Okay, but do you have the uh, is OCP publishing the? Uh... Filipino language? A C two. No, no, it was here. just it came out just as a I and I don't know why we didn't. Maybe I should think of that. Maybe that's something to come in the future, but it was it was uh it that's the way we did it at the parish. Oh, I, I know what happened. We created uh here at O C P we were looking at creating a a bilingual resource for the Twitterum for Holy Thursday, Good Friday and 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 uh the Easter Vigil. And so it was just in Spanish and English and so I said, Well I have this thing here. And that's how it ended up being. Um, not oh, wow. that, uh, and maybe it's something to to revisit in the future. Uh, uh, how do we create then this multilingual uh, refrain? Okay, uh, if you were the music director taking over a a choir, what advice do you give them um, in a Spanish mass? What advice would you actually give them when they actually take over? 
And not a trick question, but just think about, you know, if it's a brand-new group or maybe an established group and you're coming in um, as a director, what things you should – the three things come to mind that uh, what you would do if you step in that type of situation? Well, I'm assuming that, that they have had a history in at the parish – and I, I would like to find, you know, what are the what is a, a parish repertoire? What do they sing well? And, and mm-hmm. start there. Um, the other thing is to, uh, as I gather the folks that are going to be part of the, of the music ministry, uh, you know, to kind of make them feel comfortable with with me as you know the quote unquote director. If I'm charged with with uh, leading uh, people's prayer. To ensure that, it, that we're able to pray together as 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 a choir or as an ensemble, and so to use the songs themselves that I'll be part of the repertoire as a prayer, and to kind of reflect on uh, how we uh, can sing in unison and how we can harmonize, how we can uh, interact together and, and have meals together. So I think those things are important. How do we form community with as a small group within the larger community, and and this notion of, of of understanding what our service is to be to the rest of the people, is to lead the people in sung prayer, and also to embellish the sung prayer. Uh, okay. So uh, for me, it's 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 uh, understanding this ministerial call to serve, and uh, the other part is uh, to be able to know the songs well enough to pray ourselves, so that we're able to lead the the community in prayer. Uh, I think that's essential, and I, I know I know that that's that's a, a, a process, and it, it slowly but surely it, it deepens, you know. And um, okay. if we can grab that part, at least for me, I, I'm um, more important. Obviously, the musical end is important, you know, being able to to sing well, and, and eventually being able to to if there's non-music readers to be able to. Uh, uh, to allow them to gain that skill and knowledge as well. If there is a song that speaks to the heart of the people that you would like to leave us with, what song would that be? Well, uh, um, I think... Uh, of course, that you wrote. <laughs> that I wrote. You know, I, I am... Uh, it's and it, Because it doesn't come from a... a, 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 a um, a liturgical text or something like that, something that I wrote, and, and sure. I don't know if you have that up, but it's, it's called Amanecer, and, and it's only because it's it's a, it's a song of praise, uh, the text itself, and uh, it's a song of praise that comes from um, the very heart of my experience, but it's, it's something that communally we can enter into, uh, something that we sing as we rise in the morning. The Amanecer is, is at the break of dawn or at the dawning. And um, it, it uh, it's, it's originally, as I wrote it, it was just an acapella, acapella thing with this this drum in the background, like a heartbeat. And so sometimes when we wake up in the morning, the very first thing you're conscious of is your breathing and your heart beating. And so within that that environment that one has created for oneself, and as a person of prayer, that we say, "Thank God I'm awake. Thank God for this new day. Thank God for uh, my work." I offer it all to you. I offer my life, my very life to you. So, and it's, um, uh, I, I'm, I would say I, I'm proud, but I humbled, I'm humbled by that particular song, and I'm grateful that, that I was able to compose that. And 
so much so that someone at one point in time asked me, do you have an English version? And I eventually created an English version of it. But um, it's, um, and interestingly enough, it was it was the title cut of, of a song for which I was uh, nominated for, an album for which I was nominated for a Grammy many, many, many years ago. Wow. That's powerful. I guess uh, to leave us with today uh, about who uh, that represents your music and who you are, what you would like to leave us with regarding you and your ministry? Regarding me and my ministry, mm-hmm. you know, I I, uh, the, I I take to heart the how I am and we all are imperfect, and we are on this journey to holiness, and um, that. I am grateful to have been given gifts to be able to share with people, but also gifts that allow me to enter into this mystery of who I am as a a creation of God uh, and who depends uh, incredibly so on God, but also on the people, many people that surround me that form this body of Christ that continues to form me and transform me. And so this this journey of life is, is a is uh, filled with opportunities to have encounters with the living God. And music plays a big uh, role in that. And so uh, the more we strive to enter into um, a communion with God in, in uh, you know, spending time in silence, spending time in prayer, spending time... Uh, praying with other people and leading other people in prayer, uh, listening to people's stories, sharing my own story, and in light of the gospel saying, you know, this is this is this fits with in the grand scheme of things with who we are as church and the same gospel that that Christ uh lived among us and proclaimed and we continue to proclaim in so many different ways to so many different people. And if we can use uh our skills and our talents, especially the gift of faith, if we can use that to uh, uh, make this world a better place, to proclaim good news by the way that we live. And in my case, that it, uh, includes um, music. And I, and I guess I use music as a tool more than anything else because it, it's a gift. I think my gift is praying with others, uh, and secondarily is, is the music that... Um, I, I'm using it as a tool, and so then I can freely give it. I can freely understand uh, my role in the community is not uh, to be the musician, but to be the leader of prayer. And in this instance, it's a uh, leader of sung prayer. So uh, I don't know if, they, if that, if any of that uh, uh, makes sense, but uh, I, I take it uh, very personally. My and my. Um, Ultimate goal is, is uh, I remember a, a very good friend of mine who's uh, now a, a Kamaldolese monk. I, when I first met him, I was his bass player going on tour to Texas, and, and we were doing youth realities and such. And, and when we first got on our very first tour, uh, we talked about, uh, we were having a discussion sharing our lives. And he told me, he said, um, my, my goal in life, what I want to be, my desire, is to be holy. And I, I looked at him and I said, that's my greatest desire, is to be holy. I'm a long ways from it, 
but if I can keep that in front of me, um, then uh, hopefully in the end when that end comes, uh, there'll be uh, lots of lots of uh, uh, folks that hopefully will have uh, made that their desire as well. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you coming to the program. Thank you so much, Pedro. You're very welcome. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Again, again, this has been the production of the Core Business Show with Tim J.K. You can download this episode on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, have a great day and take care. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim J.K. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.